What up? Just wanted to let everybody know there is a new poll available at thedropset.com. So go and check that out while we get rolling here. And now, coming at you from the Five Star Physique Studio in Knoxville, Tennessee. This is The Drop Set. With your host, Darren Starr. Hey everybody, I am, in fact, Darren Starr. Welcome to episode 195 of The Drop Set. Uh, I missed you last week. Happy belated Thanksgiving to everyone. As you might be able to tell, I'm a little uh, under the weather. I was really feeling it last week. It was not uh, not a good week. Uh, it was not COVID, which is great. It was just your typical cold, lots of congestion, etc. Still dealing with the after effects of that, so I'm going to break my usual podcast recording rules here and I will be taking pause breaks as needed just so that you don't have to listen to me um, wrestle with uh, congestion and all this crap in my face. So I'll do the best I can. Um, there's going to be some coughing in here. Apologies in advance for that. Um, so uh, this is the first time I think I've ever done a pre-intro um, before the music comes in. We got new music this week as well. I'm telling you, I'm a songwriter. I got all kinds of music I can play here. I could change it every week. I just like the idea of having some continuity here, but I do like this song. It's uh, one that I've been working on for a while. It has a working title called Hit Like a Girl, um, which was actually, uh, you know, I, I wrote it, and as I often do, I'll like write up a basic riff and uh, drum part and just get a very basic skeleton of a song put together in like 20 or 30 minutes. And then I call in my wife. I'm like, hey, sweetie, what's this song called? <laughs> Uh, cause I'm terrible with, with names, with l- words, lyrics, titles, all that stuff. And like just gut reaction was the, and that was what she came up with. So I'm like, all right, cool. So that's what it's called. Um, and that, uh, usually that's a working title. Um, it'll change, but, uh, she's actually written a rough draft of some lyrics around this one. Um, quite a while back actually, before we did our most recent album, um, that, uh, It's like, yeah, that's actually going to be the title. That's going to be the theme of the song. So um, anyway, uh, new music for you. A little housekeeping here. So uh, first of all, um, boy, I'm operating without a net here. No script. So I'm going to see if I can remember everything. First of all, yes, there is a new poll online. We'll talk about the old poll results. So go to thedropset.com. Vote on that. I need your voicemails. I don't know what you want to talk about. So call in. Talk to me, you know, uh, not uh, literally, but, you know, talk at me. Talk at my voicemail box, 865-518-2974. Go to thedropset.com. That number is clearly posted there. Uh, what else do we have going on? There's a Facebook group. I'm getting a lot of people joining that. We're up to about, you know, boy, a whopping total of like 20 or so of us in there right now. The Drop Set listeners, if you go um, to Facebook and type that in, um, you can send a request to join that private group. It's still, I'm still kind of getting my feet wet on that, but there's going to be some stuff coming in here. I I put out a... uh, uh, a couple of questions. There's going to be polls that go in there. There's going to be, you know, contests. There's going to be, it's more of like a community thing. It's just, I have to focus on building that community. Y'all are going to be a big part of that for sure. Um, but, uh, I have a little bit more work to do on that front as far as getting everything put together, but coming on the ground floor right now, and you can kind of watch the thing get built around you. Um, it's kind of like, uh, being in an office that's being built, except, uh, it's less distracting. (laughs) 
<laughs> so you don't have to worry about forklifts and hammers and nails and air compressors and stuff all around you. It's a little less intrusive than that. So, uh, but you can be in there and watch the whole thing kind of get built around you, which should be pretty cool. Uh, I'm running a special on workout programs currently, which I've never done. Um, technically, the last day is today. I just went and extended the discount code on that sucker. So uh, this is $10 off all workout programs. So if you go to fivestarphysique.com, click on... Uh, what does it say? What's the menu option? Workout programs is what it's called, strangely enough. You can see everything posted there. These are programs designed to be run for about four weeks on average. Uh, and the, the typical price is 35 bucks. Take 10 bucks off if you use the discount code. What is it? It is uh, it was something dumb. Swole. All caps, S-W-O-L-E, SWOLE, discount code SWOLE um, at 5starphysique.com for workout program. Save 10 bucks. So that's good. I extended that for another week. That is good through December 7th. If you're listening to this in the future, that has expired probably. So, But if you're listening now, if you're a, a loyal listener and you come in and you hit, hear these episodes right when they come out every week, you can get in on that. So there, we'll do more of those. This is kind of like my Black Friday deal, um, which I've never done before. So extending that, uh, what else do we have? Um, I've been uh, putting out some new swag apparel. Um, I'm, I'm wearing right now, I have two things on currently. Um, I'm layering. I got a uh, black and white three-quarter sleeve baseball tee and a baby blue hoodie logo. So, um, and I just put online two nights ago, a series of, uh, logo t-shirts as well. So you can check those out. Also, if you go to five star click on shop, um, it will take you to where everything is there. So let's talk about the poll results from last week and talk about the new one here. I mean, this one was up for more than a week. Um, I was just curious about BCAAs. So do you use BCAs during cardio and or lifting? Um, 56% of people said, yep, all the time. 33% say, nope, not for me, which uh, I'd love to, you know, that, that's a, a curiosity. I, the follow-up question there is, why not? Um, not that there's anything wrong with you, but I'm just curious. As uh, There's probably a wide variety of reasons on that, and I would love to explore what some of those are. Um, and then 11% of people said sometimes, but not consistently, which is fair. So, um Majority, yes, for sure. And uh, everyone else is kind of split. So about one third saying nope. And so uh, if you're one of those one third, call and leave a voicemail and tell me why. Um, is it because of the study from a couple years ago saying that they are not effective? Um, because I think that study is incomplete, to be sure. I'm not saying that they are great. Uh, again, I, I, take the, I take BCAAs almost as a matter of habit as much as anything else. Like if I don't, it just feels weird and wrong right? Uh, it's like, like a piece of me is missing. Um, adds a little bit of flavor, a little bit of sweetness. Some of them, like I'm using amino energy right now, brings in a little bit of caffeine. I will be ditching that as soon as, uh, as soon as I'm done with this, I don't like having the extra caffeine in there. It's not like I need more of it. It's not like I'm hurting for caffeine. I need it in my amino acids. Give me a break. I think that's bad product design. I should have known just by the, the name on the product, amino energy, duh. But, uh, I didn't look, I didn't look closely enough to see what was in it. So sure enough, there's like a hundred milligrams of caffeine per scoop, which isn't a lot, but I do use two scoops to get 10 grams. So that adds up, you know, that plus, you know, 14 energy drinks a day and a pre-workout. It's like, yeah, that's, that's a lot. That's a lot of caffeine. So, um, the new poll, uh, what I'm asking now, if you go to the dropset.com right up at the top of the page, right underneath the subscribe links, um, it's asking the poll, what is it? Where did it go? Um, 
I navigated away from that page. Dang it. Okay, hold on. Let's go back to it here. This is basically like uh, me asking uh, who all is judging me on this. That's what I really want to know. So uh, here we go. The question being asked, assuming you hit your macros accurately, what best describes your dietary philosophy? There are three options here. Option one, eat clean all the way. Option two, mostly clean, but working a little crap to keep me happy. And by crap, I mean, you know, just stuff that's not clean. Packaged, processed stuff, whatever. It can be, you know, junk food. It can be marginal, like chips, crackers, which aren't necessarily junk food, but they don't have a lot of nutritional content outside of macro. They don't have a lot of micronutrient value. So, uh, and then option three is working as much junk as I safely can. Full disclosure, I am option three all the way, 100%. Um, I'm very adamant about hitting my macros, but I'm going to hit those macros using shit that tastes good that I like. And spoiler alert, uh, I don't think fruits and veggies taste great, and they don't they don't really excite me. So uh, I work in some junk, absolutely. You're damn right I do. So uh, and some people can get away with that. Some people can't. Like Some people just have a digestive system that's very, very... Um, finicky and if you don't take a whole foods approach you're just going to feel it and you know then you you take that group of people and you can you can uh you can classify them further and say some people will be like that's fine i'll just deal with it and other people are like no i want to feel good so i'm going to keep it clean so just curious to hear which of these camps you fall into basically what it comes down to is there's three options what i'm really asking for is how important is micronutrient content to you when it comes to food selection. I would say for me, it is not terribly important. Um, and again, this is when you have the macros to spare. Like if you're it, three weeks out and you've got, you know, poverty macros and the numbers are pretty small, there's only so much junk you can work in anyway. And at that point, you got to be much more interested in playing the volume game, um, which we've talked about here plenty before, and really trying to volumize your meals and getting more out of less. Uh, so it's really, it comes down to like, you know, trying to, trying to, Operate on a financial budget. It's just a macro budget, so your your budget's small. So you gotta you gotta stretch it and make it go as long as you possibly can. Um, this is where I think uh, listening to stories from your grandparents about the uh, living through the depression can be useful. Where uh, what was it? My wife, she said her grandmother had this story where. Um, They'd use a bar of soap until it was most of the way gone. You know, you get to that point where your bar of soap is kind of small enough that you can't really manipulate it. So they stick it in a cheesecloth bag and you get all these little, um, little, you know, mostly gone bars of soap in this cheesecloth bag. And it's, it's becomes, uh, you know, cause the, the soap can kind of bleed through the cheesecloth still. And you get, uh, you can get more mileage out of your bar of soap. You can use the whole thing instead of just 90% of it. So that's a depression era technique to save a few pennies here and there. So that kind of thinking, I think once you get to a point where your macros are really low towards the tail end of a cut, if you can employ some creativity like that in constructing your meals, that's kind of what it takes to make the process less miserable and a little bit more doable. Um, having gone through the tail end of my prep recently, I was doing a lot of that, a lot of like food volume tricks and just anything that I can to bring in some free stuff. Uh, anything that I could to bring in a little bit of flavor. At that point, I just said like fruits and veggies, they don't really do it for me. Well, they were then absolutely. Cause it's not like I could work in, you know, a bunch of chocolate chips or anything like that. So <laughs> you make do with what you can squeeze in and uh, a lot of free veggies, like onions, celery, that kind of stuff. Sometimes just adding texture, a little bit of flavor goes a long way. So, uh, anyway, the poll question, 
to reiterate, assuming you hit your macros accurately, what best describes your dietary philosophy? Clean all the way, yeah, work in a little bit of stuff or as much junk as I can and still hit the numbers. So, um, once again, clearly I am in the final category there. So, I'm going to vote on that right now. So, I'm going to thedropset.com, work in as much junk as I safely can. Dink, vote. Hey, guess what? I'm the first one. I better be the first one. Jeez. Um, cool. So, uh, I figure, um, I'm coming at this without too much of a plan, uh, today. So famous last words, right? So we will, uh, I want to kind of recap the last couple of weeks here, um, and put out a couple of requests for some help here. So first of all, please do go to the Facebook group. Assuming you're on Facebook, um, the drop set listeners request an invite in there. I'm going to be putting out some, uh, some feelers for, you know, potential conversation topics. Um, I'd love to get input from you on, um, guests that I should be reaching out to. Um, I've, I've put out a couple of feelers, um, for people. Um, and I tell you, it's like, you know, the, the response rate that I get from people is not super great um, just because I'm reaching out via social media and largely through Instagram. And if you're not friends with somebody um, and you message them, it goes into some, you know, special level of abyss where, uh, you know, it's very easy to not see those requests. So I don't know if my requests aren't getting seen or if I'm just actively getting ignored. Either way, the, the result is the same. So um, basically, you got to cast a wide net, put out a whole bunch of feelers and hope you get some responses. So I'd love to get some ideas from people on who I should be reaching out to. So that would be great greatly appreciated. And your voicemails also, 865-518-2974. So, um, recapping things. So, we did the post-show recap a couple of weeks back. Um, since then, it's been a little bit of a whirlwind here. There's been all kinds of crap going on. What I want to do here is pull up... Oh, let's see. I'm going to pull up my tracking spreadsheet here, and we're going to just kind of walk through this. We can follow my weight fluctuations here, and I can kind of share with you how things have been going. Things have been going well, perfectly fine, so no issues there. Um, if we go to show day here, there it is. And then podcast day, last one would have been, that's Saturday, Sunday, Monday. It was either Monday or Tuesday, right? Something like that. Um, when did I do that? When was episode 194? It was... Monday the 15th. Okay. So yeah, just a couple days post show. So at that point I was at my highest weight. Um, whew, yeah, man, 212.6. So that was up, um, a whopping what? 18.4 pounds from my, uh, weight the day before the show. Uh, so basically it took the better part of a week, but by the time I was one week post show, um, I'd gone from that high of 212.6 down to, uh, 200.2. So I managed to drop 12.4 pounds of mostly water weight that week. Um, I did that by uh, kind of pulling my macros back. First of all, just tracking stuff. It's not that um, I can't afford to eat. It's just that I can't afford to eat whatever I want untracked. And if you do that day after day, um, that's going to bite you in the ass. Uh, I often tell people, clients during check-in, um, I said it once this morning. Um, <laughs> there's a couple people that I, I say this to repeatedly. Um, the programmed macros that are, in, that are in your plan aren't the problem. It's everything else that you're taking in that's off plan that's the problem. So all I needed to do was kind of, you know, I had uh, uh, Saturday, you know, the, the show was in the morning. And, you know, if you've competed before, you know that eating on show day is always a little bit of a crapshoot. You're not tracking stuff or anything like that. You're just shoving in rice cakes and peanut butter and this and that and the other thing, just whatever it takes to, to keep yourself full and, and, you know, be able to get a pump. Uh, so 
that and then the show was done by one so then it was a food fest after that the next day was you know breakfast out and a bunch of junk food and uh, by the time i got home at night i'm like i just need a solid you know clean meal <laughs> so that day was kind of a wash and then boom you find yourself up a whole bunch of weight so um it looks like for the previous for the week after that i was um keeping my carbs under 200 my fats under 60 my protein around 250 um and then uh, by the time the 18th rolled around, which would have been, what, Thursday, um, I, I kind of let my fats creep up closer to 100. My carbs were more in the 300 range because at that point I could see the weight was coming off pretty quickly um, and things were feeling pretty good. I got my protein up a little bit and then I started, you know, I was talking with coach and kind of going over, you know, what my goals were. And I said specifically, like, I'd like to get my protein up a little bit higher just because that's what I was craving more than anything else. I'm like, I'd rather not have a target of 250, but something more like 280 sounds more appealing. Like that's kind of the sweet spot to be in. So um, we settled on the macros and I just started these, uh, boy, it would have been this last week, I guess of about 280, 470. So 400 grams of carbs. Prior to that, I'd, I'd kind of settled into targeting around 300 on my own. Uh, and, uh, doing pretty well with that. Uh, didn't have any, any issues there was, you know, had a cheat meal here and there, um, had a, uh, uh, homemade dinner that I made here, which is just a sausage cheese and pasta dish, you know, pretty fatty. I kind of loosely tracked macros on that and guesstimated that, you know, my protein was pretty good. My carbs were pretty good. My fats were a bit over, um, which yeah, fine. And by a bit, I mean like, you know, 15 or 20 grams over. It's a, it's a good bit. It's more than a rounding error, but you know, it's not like it was a hundred grams over or anything like that. So, uh, felt pretty good about that. I've been maintaining cardio every day that is starting to diminish a little bit. Um, you know, as I see the weight drop down a little bit, you know, cause it comes back down. And so like I'd gotten down to a low of 200.2, that was a week post show. Like, all right, pizza night, I'm going to have a beer, going to have a bunch of junk food. Cool. So bump up five pounds. All right, cool. It takes a couple days that comes back down. And then Thanksgiving happens. I go up eight pounds a couple days later, um, uh, by Saturday, Sunday, um, I dropped down nine pounds from there. Cheat meal time. Okay, spikes back up. Now I'm still kind of up. It'll be back down tomorrow probably. So I'm falling into this predictable routine right now where I'm hitting the numbers, feeling good, exploring some more um, options as far as food selections and stuff like that. Um, and uh, mostly I can feel the, the fixation, the food fixation. I can feel that starting to diminish a little bit, which is nice because... I like having the freedom and flexibility to do stuff. I like playing around with different options. I don't like spending that much time thinking about it. Um, and really right now it's still that game where it's like, okay, wh when's my next meal? When do I get it? Is it eating time yet? I'm hungry. Let's go. And it's not that I'm hungry. It's just that I want to eat. You know, there's a big difference there. So, uh, it's, uh, it's an interesting part of the process for sure. Just kind of seeing not so much how your body recovers, but how it takes a while for your brain to recover. And I would say this is, probably the most uncomfortable part of prep is the part after the show where you're just trying to fucking get back to normal a little bit. Um, like when you're pushing, 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 that's why, I mean, it's exhausting and stuff, but this is the part that actually stresses me out the most just because I want to kind of be normal. I want to be able to get away with some stuff and I want to have it not impact me in such a big way so that there aren't these huge wild fluctuations and swings. Of course I could just moderate things a little bit more. Eh, that doesn't sound very exciting though. So I don't really want to moderate stuff at this point. I like being able to just let loose and, you know, if my weight spikes up a little bit, so be it. And then I just bring it back down. So, um, I feel, uh, 
feel pretty good overall. You know, I've got a little anxiety about it, but I can also tell like, you know, my body's hanging on and the fluctuations that I see here, I just have to keep telling myself when I go up, you know, eight pounds in a day, that's, that's fluids. So whatever, you just can't worry about that too much. So, um, I'm, I'm pretty good with it. I'm pretty good with it. The other thing that's really, um, uh, helpful here is that my workouts have been really, really good. Um, really been enjoying that. And critically for me, I've been looking forward to them as well, which the power of that cannot be overstated. I mean, I know I said that, uh, that the post show phase and trying to reclaim a little bit of normalcy is really the most anxiety provoking part of the whole process. But the, the other part that was really very stressful in retrospect, it wasn't really stressful at the time so much as it was just frustrating was the fact that towards the end of prep, I just did not want to go to the gym. Like I could come up with a list of a thousand things I would rather do rather than go work out. I was still fine with cardio. I wasn't having an issue with that. That was strangely enough, fine. And if you could give me a time machine and let me go tell my younger self that there's no way he would believe it. Like, wait, hold on. You're going to tell me that you don't want to live, but you're okay doing cardio. What the fuck is wrong with you? Idiot. (laughs) But uh, it's just something to do with the way that just energy systems work. And also cardio, you know, I, I can push through that on low calories and it, you know, it, it it's tough, but it, it's doable. And I had an enjoyable process for that. I did it alone in my garage in the dark with headphones on, um, just grinding away on the bike. It was, you know dare I say, enjoyable, quiet time, you know, in the gym, you got the lights on, you got other people around, you got dipshits making noise, you got people doing stupid shit, everybody's in your way. And plus, it's just physically harder. You know, it's physically harder. And at that point, you kind of realize, like, when you first wake up, I think the expectation is, I just woke up, okay, it's gonna be tough. Uh, Versus, you know, I still work out in the mornings, but I I have a chance to, you know, fully wake up, get a meal in me, digest that, get a pre-workout in me, go to the gym. And I think the expectation is just that it should be easier. And instead it's just harder. (laughs) It's just because the work is different. So I just got so sick of working out, which is why I took about 10, 11 days off after the show, which was glorious. I freaking love that. And now that I'm back in this week, um, well, last week, I guess. Yeah. Um, I did, uh, my first repeated workout yesterday. It's a six session rotation that I'm on right now. It's basically push pull legs twice. Um, so it's legs, back and buys, chest and tries, legs, back, shoulders. So it's push pull legs more or less. Um, and uh, first time through, it was good, felt good. Um, I did a few things uh, for the first time in a while, including barbell squats. I've not done barbell squats other than a random set here and there, like as a demonstration for somebody, but I haven't done programmed barbell squats as part of my own workouts in, it's probably been two to two and a half years, realistically. Um, And honestly, the time off has helped, but also the fact that uh, my legs are feeling better, more mobile. The massage gun has helped tremendously. It feels like it's a movement that feels productive again, whereas for the longest time, it really didn't. I was looking for any kind of squat alternative um, that still felt productive. Now this this does. So, um, And it's kind of embarrassing just to see how low the weight has dropped on that. Like I worked up to a top end set um, yesterday of 225 for 10 which granted that's more than my body weight at least. Um, but you know, before I started my prep, it wouldn't have been my body weight. Uh, 
strength is there. Um, it's just the mechanics and the comfort with the movement um, and the, the skill on that movement has diminished a good bit. So, um, I just need to kind of work on it, get back into it. So I have barbell squats. I have barbell deadlifts. I'm using a trap bar for that, but, uh, those are on separate leg days. Um, and it's, uh, it's good. I'm, I've got lunges back in, which I'm trying to focus on getting heavier with those. I've always gone relatively light on those, um, just to focus on more of like stretch mechanics, mind muscle connection. And now I'm more like, fuck it, let's go. Let's push, put some weight here. So I'm getting weight up on that, which feels good. Um, goblet squats, which I haven't done those in ages. Um, which it's just nice to do some different stuff and feel good about it. Like everything feels super productive. All of the workouts felt good. My shoulders are by and large cooperating. I have to be really careful with making sure my pecs and interior delts don't get too tight. Otherwise the first place I feel it, honestly, is putting on a shirt. Uh, that that right shoulder has been bugging me a little bit the past couple of days. So, um, after I finish recording this, I need to set aside a little bit of time to go and stretch. Uh, but the body generally feels pretty good. Um, it feels good to, you know, reduce supplementation across the board. Um, and just kind of let your body kind of recalibrate and kind of chill out a little bit. Um, enjoy some food, uh, enjoy, uh, just enjoy doing some work, you know, actually get back to the point where you enjoy that because it, it had gotten to the point where not only was I not enjoying it, but I also couldn't um, envision getting back to a point where I would enjoy it. Like it was that bad. It's like, I'm going to take a week off from the gym. Can I just take a month or six months off instead? Um, but no, I feel good. I feel good right now, actually. So, um, and that's not just me like, lying to myself and trying to convince myself that's the truth. I do feel good, uh, which is nice. I didn't expect to. So I'm, nobody's more surprised than me. So um, I think having a good rebound where I didn't absolutely lose my mind long term, I did for a day and a half. But um, And then other than that, it's just been a cheat meal. And Thanksgiving as well. We'll talk about that. Uh, but being able to have a more gentle rebound has certainly helped tremendously as well. So... Uh, I think if I was, you know, instead of hovering around, like we'll call it like, you know, 203 to 205 on average is probably where I am right now. If I was more like 212 to 215, um, I would probably not be singing the same tune. Um, so just being able to keep a lot of that extra weight off has made this phase feel a lot more productive, the start of this phase anyway. And I feel like at this point, like, yeah, I'm in a growth mode right now. I'm no longer in a reverse diet, like, you know, post-show rebound phase. I feel like I'm, I'm at a point now where I'm, I'm pushing hard on the workouts going into the second week on this split. Today's a day off for me, which is nice. Um, still enjoy that. Uh, the training's going really well, but man, I still love my days off more, more than anything else. It's because it's a chance to catch up on other stuff. Cause I don't have that two hour chunk, including commute time and warm up time and PT rehab time, et cetera. Um, it takes about two hours every day. And so that's two hours I get back where I can do a podcast. Um, I can work on some blog post stuff and all this other crap. So, um, so it's nice to have a day where I can still kind of do that stuff and get caught up. Um, so, uh, where was I going with that? Oh, Thanksgiving. Let's talk about that. So, um, last week, so, you know, um, last Monday I would have been nine days post show at that point, had my photo shoot. So I'm like, all right, at this point, Thanksgiving, it's game on, let's do it. So, uh, I was ready to unplug for a couple of days and I, it was kind of a roll of dice. I'm like, I think my body's going to be okay with this, but let's see. So, um, 
Monday and Tuesday, normal days. Wednesday, woke up really early. Um, got a really, really early aggressive start on doing client check-ins because I wanted to get a full day in there and a lift in the gym, knowing that I had to get out of there and we were going to try and leave uh, leave our place here by 11 in the morning. So that all happened. That all went off without a hitch. And once 11 rolled around, I was like, okay, punching the clock, timeout, checking out, um, diet's off, and uh, I'll, I'll be back on Friday morning. <laughs> so... Uh, we had a four-hour drive to get down to where we were going. Um, stopped along the way, um, you know, picked up a little bit of crap here and there. Um, just, you know, road trip snacks, that kind of stuff. It wasn't anything crazy or anything like that. Um, we had dinner out, and we were in a small town in, you know, kind of central northern Alabama. Um, Talladega, actually, so where the racetrack is. Uh, fairly small town, though. Uh, so the the places the the options to eat are like well we got this place we got this place we got this place um and one of them they said uh you know this place is really good but the last time we were in there this is uh, my wife's uh uh uncle and his wife uh so the last time we were in there i saw a rat the size of a possum like maybe let's not go there then so we went to this steakhouse and it's it's one of those places where you walk in and there's like you know, the, the table's laminated and they've got like all these, you know, specials under the lamination. It's one of those kind of places, like not exactly like a checkerboard tablecloth or anything like that, but it's like, okay, all right. I kind of get what this place is like. You know, it's, there's families with kids, it's, you know, designed to be inexpensive, okay food. And it was very okay. Um, like I had a, a burger and fries, which was nothing to write home about. It was fine. Um, I indulged in a piece of cake also. Um, just knowing that, Hey, whatever. It was, it was kind of an experiment. Like what can I get away with here? Let's, let's see. Um, and so the next morning we got up, we were staying in an Airbnb and it was a place where they actually, you go downstairs and they actually make you a breakfast. So, um, the proprietor actually made this breakfast quiche, um, that had like sausage in it, um, with toasts and fruit. I'm like, this is awesome. She's like, do you want some more quiche? I'm like, hell yeah, bring it on. That thing is amazing. Hell yeah. So I had a nice big breakfast. Um, and then we went back to, uh, my wife's uncle's place, uh, and we brought with us something that we brought from Knoxville, which is a Kringle that we got from Trader Joe's. I don't know if you're familiar with this, but you should you should Google it. Um, Kringle, like Chris Kringle. Um, it's like some kind of a it's like a Danish basically, but it's served as like a giant donut that you slice up basically. Um, and it, it's kind of like a frosted donut, but it's, it's kind of flat. Uh, it's like a donut that's been run over like a frosted donut that's been run over and it's big. It's like, you know, 14, 16 inches in diameter or something like that. So we, we put that out for everybody cause that was kind of a gathering spot. And then we were going to go on from there once everybody was ready. So we just put that out as kind of like a, Hey, something to snack on while you're getting ready. Well, nobody went for it except me. And I had almost the entire thing myself. Like, oops, didn't mean to do that. I still got Thanksgiving dinner coming up here. Okay, well, again, let's see what we can get away with. It's not like I'm intentionally doing this. It's just like, it's hard to stop myself. Um, so we go, uh, we take a 45-minute trek from there further south, deeper into Alabama, um, to uh, my wife's other aunt's place. Um, this is all her mom's extended family. So uh, 
we have Thanksgiving dinner there. There's a big there's 30 people there, all this kind of thing. I'm like, okay, hold on. Who are these people again? I've met most of them before, but it's been three years since I've seen them. And, you know, they're, they're the, the kind of distant family where you don't even really talk about them when they're not there. So I'm like, okay, hold on. Who is this person again? Okay, I got their name. I never forget a name. I was like, no, I, I know this person's name, but who are they? Um, like, I, I know what their name is. I just can't place why why they're here. <laughs> and they're probably thinking like the same thing about me, except they probably can't remember my name either. Uh, so it, it was very good traditional Thanksgiving food, you know, just a little bit of everything here and there. The desserts were good. I, uh, I ate my fill. I did not go nuts. Um, I didn't really go back for seconds. I just had a big plate and call it good. Um, and then from there, we had to get back pretty quickly because we had a friend who was staying at our place on Wednesday night, but she had to leave Thursday morning. And then we had another friend who was scheduled to come and check in on our dogs um, Wednesday afternoon. We knew we had what was going to be a six-hour drive on the clock on the way back because it was a five-hour drive plus an hour time change that gets eaten up going from Central to Eastern time. So um, so we left at uh, 2, got back around uh, 8.30, something like that. So we had a friend stop by around like three or four just check on the dogs let them outside so everybody was fine we made it back and uh, I got back and the first thing was like oh my god I want a salad so bad so at that point I was craving veggies like I want something green <laughs> so made a salad called it good and was up like eight pounds uh, on Friday morning versus Wednesday morning so I'm like yeah all right and again it took about two days um, and I, I dropped nine so that's the thing like my body's in a spot where I'm also really being aggressive with how I try and manage because I know it's water retention right I mean, whenever you gain eight pounds in two days, it's water retention. Nobody gains eight pounds of fat. And that's the thing that you've got to remember about this is I was diligently tracking my numbers on the scale because I wanted to monitor it and see what was happening. And, uh, I don't want any data in a vacuum. So I just weighed myself every, I didn't take my scale with me down to Alabama, but so I missed one day there, but the rest of it's like, yeah, I just want, I want the data. It's not really going to impact what I do. Um, but at this point, like I want to eat some food. Uh, I'm a big fan of cheat meals <laughs> as you might know. Um, and basically if I can keep my weight in check and be happy with my body composition, then I'm going to, my plan is to eat a cheat meal as frequently as I can. And so I kind of let my weight spike up when it comes back down. It's like, okay, cool. Let's do it. And in the meantime, I just behave myself. You know, I hit my numbers and that's the thing. If you can shed that water weight and see the scale drop precipitously while you're still at 400 grams of carbs a day, it tells me that your, your metabolism is, is functioning really well. Um, because you got to be able to process that food in addition to dropping the water weight. So um, all I'm doing there is really being mindful of my water intake and keeping it up. But I'm also taking Epsom salt baths. That was uh, an idea that my coach threw at me and I've been uh, having good success with that. So I've been doing that pretty much every day for about 20 minutes um, just to help pull out a little bit of additional water. Um, I did stick with using my pre-show diuretic, just, you know, MHP expel. That was it. Um, I used that the week after the show as well, just to help drop some water because I was holding so much of it. Um, but that's gone, so I haven't been using that for the past week plus. So um, everything is really kind of back to normal at this point, and it feels good. So um, Thanksgiving went off without a hitch, and then um, had a little bit of a victory over the weekend. Where one thing I knew we had looming over um, on the horizon was two weeks after my show on Saturday. This was this last Saturday. Um, we had a gig. It was our first time out playing live music in years. Uh, 
Except for, you know, last year we did, uh, last year, earlier this year, I guess it would have been in like May, we did a, a quick little uh, outdoor thing for a going away party for a friend of ours who moved away to Texas. Uh, so we did that, which really just involved like playing three or four songs. And then, um, you know, most of our friends are musically inclined. So they all showed up and, you know, like, okay, cool. Who wants to sing a song? Uh, we, we had me and a couple other um, piano players who were there. So it's like, you know, bring your accompanist, bring sheet music for them and we'll just sing. And so we just turn it into kind of like a, kind of like a live action karaoke party. We did a few songs there, you know, this friend did a song, this friend did two songs, that kind of thing. So, um, we did that. But other than that, it'd been a while since we actually, and that was for our friends. We haven't performed for a crowd of strangers in years. It probably been three years since we played out live. So, um, and a lot of that is due to me. Um, I have, you know, people talk about body dysmorphia in bodybuilding. I have musician dysmorphia as well. Like I feel like I suck. And so it's very intimidating for me to play out live in front of people. Not that I'm worried that I'm going to screw up, but I'm worried that if I play everything the way that I want to, it's still going to suck. Um, that kind of a thing. So I guess that's probably a personality trait. I should probably just talk to a therapist realistically. Um, so I'm, I'm always hesitant and looking for a reason not to play out. And it drives my wife insane. She's like, you do realize we're in a fucking band, right? And we should probably be trying to play out. <laughs> I'm like, well, you know, the Beatles were a studio band after 1966. You know, they didn't, they didn't tour. They didn't play out anymore. So to which she rightfully says, yes, we're not the Beatles. That's fair. Okay. Okay. That's fine. Um, aspirations though. Right. So, um, so we played out, um, now it was for free. Um, so my wife's hometown of Madisonville, Tennessee, a uh, small little town, um, they were doing a, a Christmas holiday, uh, concert series thing, whatever, where they set up an outdoor stage right out in front of the courthouse and they had, um, music Friday and Saturday night. And then they're going to do it again this coming Saturday night. So I got this whole slate of people. So we were one of like five acts that were coming on Saturday night. Um, and we were the last one. We were the headliners for the first night. Go figure. Um, because we were the only ones that were actually playing music. Everybody else was singing to a backing track, basically just like karaoke. Um, but it was my wife and me. It was just the two of us. So, but we actually had live music. So, um, we got top billing for the night. So, um, it was good. We did uh, Christmas songs. We did five songs. We were planning on doing six, but we read the crowd and it, it, the crowd was diminishing by then. It was cold as shit. Um, so I went out in long pants, uh, a Henley, a blazer on top of that. I had a beanie on and I was still freezing my ass off. And the trick is when you're doing that and when you're playing piano out in the cold, like your fingers, man, they do dumb shit. They really do. Um, so I had a few flubs, a few fat slash frozen finger flubs. Say that 10 times fast, um, but it wasn't bad. Um, I felt pretty good overall with how it went. Um, wife sounded great. Crowd liked us. They were fine. Um, we sold a few CDs. Um, the whole thing was a, a fundraiser. Well, not a fundraiser, but um, we were accepting donations. The guy who organized the event was dealing with some medical issues, and he actually couldn't be there. So we uh, uh, we sold some, some CDs, but uh, put all the proceeds towards his, like, uh, his medical bill fund. Um, 
which I felt good doing that. But it was, it was fun to play out. Um, and so we did our sound check. Uh, and then we went across the street to eat. I did a macro track meal, had some like grilled chicken salad with fries and grilled chicken sandwich um, with fries. Tracked that, hit my numbers. So um, it was good. It was good. It was a fun experience. It was good to get out and actually play live again. So kind of pulled that bandaid off. It had been a few years. So now I'm like, okay, I can do this. I'm still not happy with how I play when I do everything correctly. But, you know, you, you can only practice. So um, anyway. I've rambled on now for 40 minutes about pretty much nothing, um, but there you go. Such is the nature of the drop set. You know that by now. You know what to expect. So uh, if you want a little bit more uh, focus on these episodes, first of all, good luck with that. Um, but also, you can help. You can help. So join the Drop Set Listeners group on Facebook, um, and let's get some uh, conversations going about topics that you would like to hear about. I'll start the conversation in there. Call in 865 518 2974. Go vote in the poll. And if you have thoughts um, regarding the poll beyond just your answer to the question, call in and talk about it. Um, leave me a note and we'll, uh, we'll discuss. So that's all I got for today. So I appreciate you hanging out. This has been episode 195. Um, once again, if you go to the website, thedropset.com, vote in the poll, you can check out workout programs. Don't forget the code SWOLE, S-W-O-L-E is good through December 7th to save 10 bucks on any of those. Check out the apparel while you're there. If you click on the shop button, see if anything there tickles your fancy. 